coming at you from the EBITDA Growth System Studios, looking out at the beautiful Rocky Mountains. My name is Dave Gapkiewicz, and I'm with Mike Watkins, and we want to welcome you to the Making Business Profitable podcast. This podcast is brought to you by EBITDA Growth Systems, where we guarantee to double the value of your company within three years or give you your money back. Good day, Dave. Good day, Michael. How are you? I'm doing all right, man. You know, I'm kind of reflecting a little bit on our last few podcasts and just, you know, how blessed we are to have uh, had great guest speakers. And, uh, you know, we're going to tee up some more for the rest of 2021, but our small and medium-sized business audience has so many different needs, and I love it when we can bring in experts uh, to speak about uh, IT and speak about HR and to speak about tax and finance. Uh, you know, we, we have a lot of skill in those areas, but when we bring in experts, it makes it so much richer, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I've, I've loved it. We've had quite a few people come in. Um, everybody from Adam, who races downhill, who just released a new bike the other day, uh, to Marnie, to, you know, I don't want to try to name them all because there's, there's so many wonderful people, uh, but Bob, Justin... Chris, uh, it's it's been a blast, yeah, yeah. and and it's nice to hear, it's nice to hear from people that uh, kind of been there and done that in their lane. Um, it's it's how you learn more, right? I would agree. I would agree. So today we're going to talk about how to manage introverts. Because, oh, uh, introverts! Statistically, a large portion of the, of the population are introverts, and the definition of an introvert is someone who. Uh, uses up their energy when they're around people. An extrovert is the exact opposite. An extrovert ga- gains energy from being around other people. That'd be me. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm an introvert. Really? <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, I've known you for a while. It's something new. I didn't I know, know that. Every, every time I try that, people are like, really? Um, it's my so, my uh, my lovely bride is a bit of an introvert. She likes to be likes to be by herself. She was not bothered by the COVID stay-at-home thing. Yeah, I'm married to an introvert, too. And uh, it's interesting, though, as we kind of transition this millennial workforce and then the post-millennial workforce, um, it's easy to make a mistake and equate an introvert with someone who has been gaming their whole lives and or been spend so much time on social media, right? That, yeah, yeah. Is that what would you call it? Would you have that lacking social maturity? Is yeah, it where they don't know what to do in those situations? Sure, I think it's lacking social maturity. So someone who lacks social maturity is not. I, I guess the end product is a, that they're introverted, but it's that's it's more of a psychosis, I would suspect, or or just a lack of experience. I mean, it's, I, I see it, and I don't want to go on a tangent, but I see it with parents today that will throw a cell phone or throw a gaming system at their two- or three-year-old because it pacifies them. So their world becomes more of a screen, and as they grow older, they don't really talk to other people as much as they interface with the screen. So that uh, what that does, it robs them of some social maturity at times. So be be careful of that because when you you don't want to expect or you don't want to equate that a social maturity thing to an introvert. I mean, I have a I have a son that's a semi pro gamer, 
and uh, he has social maturity, although he inter- he interacts with some that, that lack that a little. Um, but he's also a little introverted. You give him a job and you be cleared and he does phenomenal. But if you put him, I mean, you met him. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sean's a great kid. Obviously, yeah. he's mine, so I can't say anything bad about him. Yeah, so, yeah, I think uh, to your point, someone who's an introvert um, is able to reach inside and, and be an extrovert, extrovert if that's necessary. Right. It just drains them. It just drains them. Someone who lacks social maturity probably can't reach back. I mean, that's it's just not there. Mm-mm. So that's a different that's a different animal, and we're really talking about introverts. managing introverts right now. Right, right. So I mean, how do we get started? I think uh, number one, there's nothing wrong with being an introvert. I, I think we need to say that. I think there's introverts and extroverts and. I appreciate introverts because they uh, they keep me grounded at times, and they're very rich in how uh, how our lives interface. And I'm very thankful for for a little bit of everybody, but uh, definitely nothing wrong with that. But the best thing is, is if you're an extrovert and you are managing an introvert, there's a couple things you need to keep in mind in there, Mike. Yeah, yeah, I think you know you start off with uh, giving the, uh, the introvert space because <laughs> by definition, an introvert loses energy when you come in their space so if you're constantly in the space of an introvert they're going to become uncomfortable back in the day you know the baby boomer introvert just hung in there but the millennial introvert will not you're not giving the millennial introvert their space they just go home worn out at the end of the day and they're not going to come back at some point i think i think i agree with you especially with what we're seeing as far as the thought process is there's always something, the grass is always greener, right? So with the hop till you drop or <laughs> hop mm-hmm. jobs until you find something that absolutely you fall in love with, um, that mentality doesn't work very well with just hang in there anymore. It's really changed a lot. So It totally has. So I think the number one thing is uh, you really, like you said, you really got to allow them some space and, and and give them some room to be who they are. And especially when it comes to recognition, um, if, if somebody does a phenomenal job in your, in your business, uh, there's a lot of times you want to pull them up in front of everybody and recognize them and celebrate their achievements. Well, the introvert really doesn't like that. Your introvert, you know, you send them a nice note, you write them a letter, you put it on your desk, you thank them. Um, they don't even like being put in a newsletter. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty unique. So you do something personal write a note, send them an email, tell them how much you appreciate them and their work, and uh, say, hey, I'd like to recognize you. Would that make you uncomfortable? And let them choose whether they're going to do that. Because everybody, if somebody isn't necessarily an introvert or extrovert, it's that spectrum in between, right? Yeah, yeah. And so that's a, that's a, you know, it's a, a, that's getting to know your individual employees on a one-on-one basis instead of putting them all in just one great big basket. Um, and, you know, so, Dave, you and I would be like, what do you mean you don't want public recognition? Everyone wants public recognition, and that's the tendency of the extrovert to kind of push the introvert to change, to become more of an extrovert, right? And and for the extrovert, I, I don't think it's the other way around, though, Dave. I don't think an introvert tries to make an extrovert more of an introvert. An, ex, an introvert 
basically turns and runs from an extrovert, so they don't invest a lot of time and energy in. Introverts, typically an introvert's okay being in a crowd of people that aren't like them. They're, they're, they don't look being in a crowd, number one, but they don't look to change someone else to, to say, hey, you know, because they, they aren't energized by that crowd, right? right? But the extrovert is energized by the crowd, so they want everybody to be in the crowd. Yes. So yes. It's, it's, it's definitely a different kind of push. So you definitely don't want to put try to push these people to change. I mean, it's you are who you are. Experiences and, and friends and personalities make us all different. Uh, we don't really need to change anybody else. We just need to understand them so we know how to manage them, right? Sure. That, I mean, that's what diversity is all about, there, right? I mean, so um, you, you, when you talk about diversity, you kind of celebrate uh, differences of opinions, difference, difference in terms of uh, how you know you approach a subject or a topic or a challenge. And because if you have diversity, then you can cover more bases. Um, but for us. Extroverts, you know, everything looks like a nail because all we have is a hammer in our hand. <laughs> and we have to. That's fight. a good one. That's a good one. I want to continue to use that one. Yeah. Everything looks like a nail when all you are is a hammer. Yeah, that's it's so true, right? And, and if you're an extreme extrovert, I mean, that's just the deal. You're a great big hammer. And those introverts just see you that way. Why did you look at me when you said you're a great big hammer? I don't understand that. Yeah, man. No, no, you're good. You're good. Right? And then, so you also want to assign them to projects that uh, fit their style. So if, uh, if you assign them to a project, you make them a lead, and this lead has to communicate to four or five other groups, that's probably not an assignment that they're going to, um, they can excel in it because they're capable, but they won't enjoy it very much. And if you don't enjoy what you're doing. It's work. It's, it's work, and the more work it is, it, it, you tend to put a time clock on it. Sure, sure. So, you know, let them, let, to the extent that you can, let them fit um, into the project plan in a way that uh, is going to suit their, their own work styles. Oftentimes, you get a lot more creativity, a lot more innovation. When you allow that and you allow kind of somebody that's not just like you develop their thought or develop their theory or develop their process, oftentimes you get different colors of the spectrum that you're not used to you get that diversity thing again right and uh you wind up getting a better work product at the end of the day because you're allowing them to be their best self sure sure right that's and it requires that patience yep it does require but not everything happens in our time right, right and the right. speed of business can tend to be pretty fast yeah i mean i you know when i encounter an introvert uh you have some introverts that are willing to tell you what they're thinking, and you have other introverts that just don't want to talk at all, and you've got something in between. But I, I encounter an introvert, and I ask him a question, and they look at me, and I'm like, you know, you slow-witted? I mean, what's, what's, what's the story? I mean, give me an answer. And uh, that's forcing my style on them. And we've got to be careful of that one, man. You know. hey, yeah, I think... Uh... I think when you communicate to anybody, I mean, being clear and unambiguous in your communication style is, is super key. But there are times that people, like I sometimes, you and I, we want a reaction right away. When I ask you a question, sometimes people have to think. And if you know me or you know me well, sometimes you understand 
I may want to think a little bit more before I respond. <laughs> so, but some people really do. When they say something, they mean it. I mean, there's no, but they don't mince words. They don't. They don't have to take things back, right? They don't say something they don't mean. Um, so it takes them a minute. But a lot of times, when you communicate with somebody that's more introverted than you, sometimes putting it in writing and doing a quick review with the person, say, "Hey, this is the expectations I have. Let's read through this and let me know if you have any questions by tomorrow, and we'll go over this." And sometimes with these, with people of a different personality, having a weekly one-on-one where you're going over the written expectations, everybody's on the same playing field, whether you like to do it in your office by yourself or if you like to do it in a group think or whatever, but everybody has a set of instructions and it's clear, it's communicated, and then you touch base once a week in these weekly one-on-ones. I think that's critical, regardless of what your personality is that consistent review to make sure the North Star is shining bright and everybody's aiming at the right thing, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that's, you know, we said how to manage introverts. Actually, that's just a good management practice whether you have introverts, extroverts, mm-hmm. or some combination, right? I mean, you're giving them clear and unambiguous expectations and then you're giving them timely feedback in those weekly reviews mm-hmm. or bi-weekly reviews. And then you make sure they have the tools they need to do their job. They'll tell you if they don't have what they need to do their job. But um, that's just good management, Dave. I like that. It works. It works regardless of what your personality is, for sure. Sure. And, you know, and then in terms of that communication style, we always say the goal of communication and understanding. So if I say something to you and you respond back in a way that uh, makes me understand that you understood what I was saying, then communication is taking place. But how often is it that I say something to you and you interpret it way wrong, and then you you give that back to me, but I'm not listening to you because I'm a poor listener, and you know no communication took place. We were speaking, but we weren't listening. No understanding happens, and uh, that's 88% of the time, right? 88% of the time, only 12% of the time, does understanding actually take place? And I think I think it's super key as we have conversations with whatever the personality, you have to kind of come out of your bubble to where you digest everything and you need to meet the employee, coworker, where they are. And to do that, you have to care a little bit about that person. You have to understand, you have to watch, pay attention, um, give them the respect they deserve and sure, say, okay, sure. well, I'm from the country and they're from the city. So I need to pay attention to what what trips their trigger and sure, and sure. what where they're interested and have conversations kind of around where that person is, and I think you get the most out of people, and you put the most into people when you meet them where they are, and when and if you do that, communication also enhances enhances the communication and, and what you're able to get out of that conversation. Dave, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, you know, this is a kind of a timely topic in, in, in terms of where our nation is, but um, it's really hard to dislike someone when you sit down with them and you have a conversation with them and you listen to what they're saying and they listen to what you're saying. I mean, no matter where you are on the political spectrum or whatever, right, it's, if you sit down and just interact with someone, it's really hard for them to dislike you. You're right. And it's really hard for you to dislike them too. Because you're you're actually making an effort because they mean something to you. Totally. And if they're paying attention at all, they see that. 
unless the chip on their shoulder is too big to where they can't, to where they refuse to hear you. Um, that's kind of where relationships Absolutely. start. That's where they happen. That's kind of where, that's where life gets rich. I would agree. I couldn't agree with you more. I'll tell you what, it's uh, topics, how to manage introverts. Um, everybody's super important. And what Mike and I would love for you guys to hear that, that uh, really manage to individuals because individuals matter. Meet your employees, meet your coworkers where they are, invest in them daily because it's going to make your business better. It's going to make your life better and it's going to make your overall relationships. And really at the end of the day, it's going to enhance your culture and your culture is really going to drive your business where you want to. Right on, Dave. Right on, Mike. We at EBITDA Growth Systems do what we do to impact lives through improving business performance. To get access to our content, or engage us in any way, you can reach our contact page or any of our information on our website at www.ebitagrowthsystems.com.